there were two men who were hanging out together, and one of the men said to the other, I bet you don't know the Lord's Prayer. Well, the other man said, of course I do. I know the Lord's Prayer. Everyone knows the Lord's Prayer. The other man said, well, I don't think you do. But here's what. If you can tell me the Lord's Prayer, I will give you $20. The man said, of course I can tell you the Lord's Prayer, and I want my $20. So he began to say the Lord's Prayer. He said, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Well, the other man interrupted him and said, here's the $20. I didn't think you knew it. <laughs> if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to the Gospel of Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, and the message this morning is developing a heart of compassion. Amen. Luke chapter 10, starting from verse 25. And if you are able to, would you please stand as we read God's word. Luke chapter 10, starting from verse 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Let us pray. Father, indeed, we thank you for this passage of scripture. We thank you for your holy word and for the truth that is contained in it. And we pray, Lord, this morning that you would open up our hearts and our minds to hear from you and that you would help us, Lord, and compel us to respond to the needs around us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Thank you, feel free to be seated. Jesus loved to teach in parables. 
That is, he loved to tell stories that illustrated the points that he was trying to make. And on many different occasions, he told parables in order to teach the people in that day the lessons that he wanted to get across. And so in this parable, he talks about this man who had been beaten and robbed and left for dead to illustrate who is our neighbor, to illustrate this. And we see that he put the point in talking about this story is the Samaritan man had compassion upon the man that was left half dead on the road. Jesus desires for us to develop a heart of compassion. Many times in the Gospels, we read about Jesus' encounter with people. When he saw this person, when he learned of this situation, when he saw these people, he took pity on them. He had compassion on them, we read. And so, too, he desires us to have a compassionate heart. So you may ask, what is compassion? What does it even mean? Well, the definition, one of them, is sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. In this story, we see that this man took pity when he saw the man on the side of the road. In other words, he had compassion on him. And so as we look at this story, there are many things that we can learn about compassion. And the first one is this. Compassion is based on need, not worth. Compassion is based on need, not worth. This man was going, we see that a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, went away, leaving him half dead. You see, we don't know exactly who this man was. We don't know his position. We don't know even his name. But what we do know is that he was in need. What we do know is that he was in need of being helped. And you see, there are many times where we look upon situations and we learn of situations and we think, no, I'm not going to help because I don't know them. I don't know them or they haven't done anything for me or they don't deserve it. You see, there are many things that we don't deserve. And one of them is the grace and the mercy of God. But yet he gives it to us. And as he has given it to to us and shown it to us, we too need to extend it to other people. And so whether we feel they deserve it or not, they're worth it or not, we should be driven by compassion to see a need and if we're able to help, to help in many different ways. This man was just a regular man, and he was going down the road. And so we see that the unfortunate part of the story is that both the priest and the Levite, as they pass by him, they continue walking. They don't stop to help in any way, but they continue walking. Now, through the years, some scholars, preachers, have tried to justify them not helping by saying that if they were able, if they went and helped this man and he happened to be dead, then they would be ceremonially unclean. So they wouldn't be able to continue to carry out their priestly duties. They wouldn't ha- be able to do that because if they got in any contact with a dead person, 
they would have to wait and go through the rituals in order to be clean and, and go through it again. But notice this. It says that they were going down the road. In verse 30, it talks about them going down the road, which means that they were on their way home, that they had left Jerusalem and they had already performed their priestly duties or the duties that they needed. And you see, these people could have helped. They could have gone out of their way to do something, yet they chose not to, simply because this man meant nothing to them. Compassion is not based on worth, but yet on need. And so may we be open to looking around us at the needs of others, and may we be willing to help when and if we are able to. Compassion, number two, feels something. Compassion feels something. We see that this Samaritan man, as he's traveling along, came to where the man was. When he saw him, he took pity on him. He's going along, minding his own business, and he sees this man laying on the side of the road, and he had the option, just like the priest and the Levite as well, to continue walking. But yet when he saw him, there was something inside of him that stirred up that caused him to take pity on this man, that caused him to say, I cannot see a need and just leave it unattended. I cannot just wait for somebody else to help him. I cannot wait and hope that somebody will take it upon themselves, but I'm going to help. He saw a need and he felt something. Compassion feels something. In a world that we live in, sometimes we can get so desensitized to the needs around us that we stop feeling. You know that there are constantly things that happen on the news that are unfortunate. Murders, deaths, hit and runs, this and that, terrorism acts. And, 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 and we sometimes be, can become so um, used to hearing it that we stop feeling compassion, that we stop feeling the way that we would if it was our own family members. Compassion calls us to feel something to continue to ask the Lord to help us to be people who are compassionate, people who are willing to help when we can. And so this Samaritan man took pity on him as he saw the need, and he went to him to help. He went to him to help. Now those who were listening to this parable that Jesus told, to understand the context of it, those who were listening Jesus specifically said, a Samaritan man went to help. And for those who were listening, it was almost like a shock. They would have been shocked because of this. Samaritans were not seen as good people. The word good and the word Samaritan never went together. There was really no such thing as a good Samaritan. They were seen as complete opposites. It's almost like talking about an honest thief or a faithful adulterer. There, there is no such thing as a good Samaritan. And so for Jesus to say that this Samaritan went out of his way to help the man, 
appalled the people. They just could not believe it. The Jews and the Samaritans, they hated each other. But yet this man saw the man on the road and had compassion upon him. The Greek word that is used here for pity or compassion is a very vivid one. It comes from a word that refers to the intestines or the bowels. So in other words, when the Samaritan saw the man, he was moved so deeply internally that he had to help. He had compassion. He had pity on him. When was the last time you saw a need around you and you were so moved that you knew you just needed to help? When was the last time we went out of our way to do something for other people because we understood we just cannot leave it alone? You see, we are called to be the hands and the feet of Christ. We are called to be his hands and feet, to go out of our way to do and to help others. And my prayer for myself and for you is that the Lord would give us a heart of compassion, that we would see others the way that he sees them, that we would feel the way that he feels for them, that when we see others in need, that we wouldn't just turn away and walk the other way, but that we would go out of our way to see how we can help and what we can do. Compassion feels something. Compassion not only feels something, but it also does something. Compassion does something. It says in verse 34, he went to him, he bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. This Samaritan not only goes to the man and bandages his wounds, pours wine to clean whatever cuts and bruises he has, but he takes him with him. He goes out of his way to take him. It says he put him on his own donkey. That means that the Samaritan man now had to walk. He was inconvenienced, but he decided that he was going to do something. You see, sometimes when we have compassion on a person or a situation, it's going to inconvenience us. And in a world of convenience, where many people are more than happy to help, if it doesn't inconvenience us, right? If I can fit it in my schedule, you ask someone to help you to do this or to do that, and they, what do they say? I'll let you know. Let me check my schedule. I'll see if I can fit it in. Or I have something else planned that day. Compassion calls us not just to see a need, to feel something, but to do something about that need as well. It's good for us to say, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. You have a need, I'll pray for you. I'll ask my church to pray for you. That's good because we need to pray. But you see, God wants us to help people in practical ways. When the crowd of people were hungry and Jesus was teaching them, they were hungry and he said to the disciples, you feed them. You feed them. In other words, don't just stand there. Do something about their need. 
You see, when we go out of our way to do something, it helps people see that we are different. We don't just want to go up to people and say, you need Jesus or you're going to hell. But we need to show them the love of Christ. It's not even about so much of what we say, but how we treat other people and what we do. People aren't going to remember what you say, but they will remember how you treated them. They will remember how you made them feel. Compassion does something. And when we see a need, may we be so stirred up that we go out of our way to help. And let me say, I'm not just talking financially. I'm not just talking about money, but in different ways. When you see a need, may you be so stirred up. When you see a child who is hungry, may you be so stirred up that you cannot take a bite of your sandwich, but may you do something about it. When you see a woman being abused as you pass by the street, may you be so stirred up that you cannot just turn around and walk away in the other direction, but do something about it. Whether that is intervene in the situation, whether that's call the police, whether that is ask someone to help, in whatever way, may we be so moved to do something about it. And in our own lives, there are so many practical ways that we can help other people. There are so many different ways that we can go out of our way to help. It says that this man went to him He bandaged his wounds. He poured oil and wine on his wounds. He put him on his donkey. He brought him to an inn. He took care of him. He went out of his way to do this. And in the same way, may we see a need and may we try to do our best to do something about it. When you see a a single mother who is in need, may you offer to lend her a hand in cutting grass or picking up her child from school or helping in some other way. When you see someone walking down the street that you know just came from church in the freezing cold weather, may you not just drive right by but offer them a ride to the subway or to the bus or to wherever it is that you're able to take them. May you have compassion. When you learn of someone who just had surgery, may you be moved to take a meal over and offer to help in whatever way you can. When you learn of someone who lost their job and who's struggling financially and you're able to help, may you be able to give them a gift or ask them what it is that you can help buy their groceries or or whatever in whatever way. You see, compassion calls us not just to see, not just to feel, but to do. And may we be people of compassion, people who go out of our way to do. Compassion also costs us something. Compassion costs something. In verse 35, we read, the next day he took out two denarii and gave it to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. The Samaritan man was inconvenienced and it cost him something. It cost him financially. This man went the extra mile. There really was nothing else that this Samaritan could have done to help. He did all that he could. He went out of his way, and he treated this man like his own brother. 
He treated this man like his own brother, like his own flesh and blood. Not only did he take care of him, not only did he pay for him to stay there, but he says, I'll pay you back for what other expenses are incurred. In other, way, in other words, do your best to take care of him while I have to leave. I will pay you back for it. As I said, in a world of convenience, many people do not want to be inconvenienced. Many people will help if it doesn't cost them anything and if they're available, right? But may we be people of compassion who go out of our way. And sometimes that may mean costing us financially. Sometimes they, that may mean us not being able to go out to a fun event with our family members or our friends because we have to help. Sometimes that may mean having to drive a couple extra miles out of our way to drop someone home so they don't have to be in the freezing cold. Sometimes that may mean having to wake up a little earlier or go to bed a little later. You see, having compassion costs us something. But may we be willing to pay the price. May we be willing to be people who say, Lord, help me to have a heart like yours. Help me to develop a heart of compassion. We may have to put off buying a new item in order to give up. We may have to do something we may not want to do, but at the end of the day, we know is worth it. You see, at the start of the question, at the start of the parable, the question was, who is my neighbor? And at the end of the story that Jesus tells, the question is that we can ask ourselves, what kind of neighbor am I? What kind of neighbor am I? What kind of neighbor are you? He calls us to go and to be people like him, to go and to be a good neighbor. He tells us, you shall love your neighbor. And it's easy for us to love people who are our friends, who are easy to love, who we get along with, who we like. But sometimes it's hard for us to be a neighbor, a good neighbor to people we don't like. How many of you don't like your neighbors? Don't raise your hands. <laughs> But he calls us not just to love our neighbor who live on the opposite side of us, next door to us, but you are neighbors. The people in the community you live in are your neighbors. The people in this world are your neighbors. We are all neighbors, and he calls us to love our neighbor. How many of you have ever um, read the Peanuts comments, um, comics? You know Charlie Brown? Are you familiar with Charlie Brown? So there was a comic strip there of Charlie Brown, and uh, the question um, was asked, do you love the human race? And Charlie says, of course I love the human race. I just can't stand Lucy. <laughs> of course I love the human race. I just can't stand Lucy. See, Lucy is the measure of love. And there are many Lucys out there who may be difficult to love, but we are called to love them just the same. My question to you is, will you show your Lucy that love that he or she needs?
Will you be a good neighbor? Will you develop and ask the Lord to help you to be a good neighbor? The Lord calls us to develop a heart of compassion. Compassion is based on need, not worth. Compassion feels something. Compassion does something. And compassion may cost us something. Yet Jesus says, go and do likewise. Go and be a good neighbor. Go into the world and show people my love. Don't just tell them how much I love them, but show them. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. And we thank you that, Lord, you have taught us and you have set the standard of love and compassion and mercy. And, Lord, we pray that you would help us as your people to do our very best to love and to show mercy and compassion on others as well, not just the people that we get along with, not just our family or our friends, but people we may not get along with, people who persecute us, people who wrong us, people who don't care about us in different ways. But we pray that, Lord, you would change our hearts, that you would transform us from the inside out, and that you truly would help us to develop a heart of compassion like you. And so, God, I thank you for each one here, and I pray that you would continue to speak and to move and to help us in different ways. And may we be vigilant, may we be responsive in looking at the needs around us and helping in different ways that we can. In the powerful name of your son Jesus, we pray. Amen.